the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The darkness is scary. It's one of the most common fears among children, and probably among adults too, even if we don't want to admit it. It's scary because you can't see in the dark. The darkness hides, and so what's in the dark is unknown, and what's unknown is scary. But there's another reason why darkness is unnerving. Outer space is dark. The void between stars is dark. Darkness represents nothingness. Thinking about the vast reaches of space is fascinating, but pretty unnerving. But that sense of nothingness is the closest that we can come to thinking about how it was in the beginning. In the beginning, darkness. In the beginning, nothing. But in the beginning, God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God spoke in the beginning into the nothingness, into that primordial void, and he said, let there be light, and there was light. The world moved from unknown to know, from hidden to reveal. God had spoken light into the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Or to translate it another way, the darkness could not comprehend it. Darkness doesn't understand the light. When you wake up in the morning and walk out into the kitchen and flip that light on, you are moving out of darkness and into light. And at least for a few moments, you do not understand the light. That's the way it is with darkness. It cannot even understand the light, so it cannot overcome it. So God used light in the beginning to defeat the darkness. And over the next six days of let there be, God created all things. He formed the world. He put birds in the air and fish in the sea. He pulled up the continents from the oceans and seeded them with plants and animals, each according to their own kind. Where once there was nothing but cold darkness, now there is color and light and life. And at the peak of his creation, God made man. He formed Adam out of the ground with his hands and breathed life into him. Adam walked in the light, seeing all that God had made, and behold, it was very good. But then tragedy struck. A fallen angel took the form of a serpent and deceived Adam and Eve, so they ate of the fruit of the tree that God told them not to. 
And now, when God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and Eve hid from God. Now, a good hiding place is not in the light. It is in the darkness, the darkness which hides. And so all mankind has been following after Adam's example and hiding from God ever since. Mankind has fallen into darkness. Stumbling, he cannot see his own way. Just like in the beginning, there is darkness. But just like in the beginning, there is God. There is the Word. Humanity lives in a dark land, but on the horizon, light comes. The first rays of the dawn pierce through the morning mists as birds begin to sing. Plants and animals and color and life all come together in a glorious symphony because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The very Word of God opens his mouth. The same word that spoke, let there be in the beginning, opens his mouth and cries to his mother for milk. For the word becomes flesh. Light has come into this dark world again in a holy infant, so tender and mild. The Lord of all things snuggles with his mother. God Most High becomes the infant most lowly. He's wrapped in swaddling claws and laid in a manger. Sunlight streams from the morning sky onto the infant face of God himself. Yes, the light has come. The little baby Jesus has come into the world to reveal God to a world that's forgotten him. God meets his people face to face, but not in terror, not in judgment, in the face of a little baby. Mary is the first to see the face of God. She nestles her creator in her arms. She feeds the little baby Jesus. With tender, loving care, she cleans him and changes him, does all the little mundane acts of parenthood. She cleans up God's spit-up. She wakes up at all hours of the night to feed and comfort the very Son of God. She watches his tiny little face as he finally goes to sleep. And God the Son rests peacefully in his mother's arms. Now up until now, every baby that has been born has been born into sin born under the law of Moses. But not this baby. This baby was born under the law, but not born into sin. Because sin is inherited from Adam, and Adam is not this baby's father. God is. And as that son of God, Jesus has the birthright. He is the firstborn son, the firstborn of all creation. He is the Son of God, but now the Son of God is also the Son of Mary. God is man. 
the word became flesh. And he gives his birthright to you. When you are washed in that font, in baptism, you become a child of God. You share in the birthright of Jesus. As John the Apostle says, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This second birth is not by your own blood, sweat, and tears. It's certainly not by the desires of your flesh, nor is it out of the will of your Father. It's given to you, freely by God. Here you are adopted into the eternal family by water and word. In baptism, God wraps you in a fatherly embrace. He watches over you with tender, loving care as you lie down to sleep. He cares for you. He feeds you, giving you everything that you need for this body and life. He guards and protects you from all evil. God is your heavenly Father, and so Jesus is your elder brother. This is the eternal family of God. And like any good family, we will feast. We will feast one day in heaven, where all the saints who have gone before us, friends and family and loved ones, will be gathered around the banquet table with food and drink as far as the eye can see. It'll be like Christmas dinner, but it will never end. The sun will never set. Darkness will never come on that day. Because Jesus will be there. Jesus who is the word. Jesus who is the light of the world. God and man united together in one. Yes, we will feast one day. In the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which shall have no end. But until then, we have the foretaste of the feast to come. The word of God became flesh and blood, and he gives that flesh and blood to you here on the altar in the Lord's Supper. Like baptism, the word of God unites with something physical. The bread and the wine become united with the word of God And they become the flesh and the blood of that same word of God. Jesus gives salvation that he won for you on this altar. His very body and his blood. When you eat this Lord's Supper, Christ is within you. He nourishes you and strengthens you. Certainly your body, but also your soul. For Jesus gives you himself in this foretaste of the feast to come. Just as he came once to the world as a lowly baby, he comes to you now, humble and lowly in bread and in wine. This lowly babe of Bethlehem will grow. He will grow in wisdom and in stature. He'll learn to crawl. He'll learn to walk. He'll learn to talk from his mother 
and his stepfather, Joseph. Jesus, the baby, will become Jesus, the boy. Then, all too soon, Jesus, the boy, will become Jesus, the man. He will strike out into the land, teaching and preaching, healing and forgiving people their sins. And 33 years later, that road will take him to the cross, where he will be pierced for your transgressions. He will give himself for you. He will be laid in a tomb, and three days later, he will rise. But that's a story for another time. Right now, ponder God as a baby. The Lord of all, with soft little cheeks, with a joyful laugh, with his tiny little hands that don't have any scars on them yet. Mary rocks her son to sleep. The creator of all things finally drifts off. Mary lies down next to her son, exhausted. Next to Jesus, the word become flesh. And with her eyes fixed on the infant face of God, Mary herself, too, drifts off to sleep. The peace of God firm within her heart. Amen. Now may that same peace of God guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, steadfast in the one true faith, until life everlasting. Amen. We rise because our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten and not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were who for us then and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge over the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In our prayers today, remember Amy Waltz, Mariah Energy, Mother Battling Cancer, Roxanne Thomas facing upcoming surgery, Ruth Selmeyer continuing rehab, Holly Hill, Lou Schwann's daughter battling cancer. Jill Oshwald, Heather Schwann's mother, recovering from surgery. 
Barb Dawson undergoing treatment for lung cancer. Pat Moore is hospitalized with a severe back problem. Marsha Pelzer, Diana Pelzer's sister-in-law, recovered from surgery. Josh and Megan Pelzer are awaiting the birth of their child. Carrie Keller recovered from surgery, but is also suffering from COVID. For Isaac, Beth Clemens' nephew is nearing the end of his life after battling an incurable disease. For Shane DeLong, Claudia Lurch, Rapalski's son-in-law recovered from a blood clot. For Jacob Moore is having pancreatic tests done. For Paul Keller, Doris Kramer, and Carolyn Ott, who are um, suffering from COVID. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving to the eternal word, make flesh and dwelling among us for the grace and truth, that his praise would be extended into all the world, and that many with us would come to hope in his steadfast love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who publish peace and bring good news of happiness in Christ, that they would be kept faithful to declare his reign, and for all missionaries at home and abroad, that all the ends of the earth may see his salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For families who gather in this holy season, that they may have patience and be slow to judge and quick to forgive. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the lonely, that they may be comforted in Christ's presence, and we may extend to them the welcome of our homes and the friendship of his grace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in poverty or want, that they may be helped, that God would increase our generosity and that we would present our bodies as living sacrifices. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our nation, that it would walk humbly before the true God. And for our soldiers who stand watch this day, that they would be kept safe and their families would be upheld while they are apart. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Sick, lonely, grieving, and poor in spirit, especially Amy, Roxanne, Ruth, Holly, Jill, Barb, Pat, Marsha, Josh and Megan, Carrie, Isaac, Shane, Jacob, Paul, Doris, and Carolyn, that they may find comfort and healing in Jesus Christ, the light no darkness can overcome. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For those who commune that they would receive the body and blood of Jesus worthily with faith in his bodily presence, and that they would depart having received grace upon grace from his fullness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for all your people who have gone before us and now rest in your presence. Keep us faithful with them until the day when you make all things new. For you live and reign with Christ and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 